Hello and welcome to the Missing Peace Podcast. I'm your host Becca and here we talk about everything related to how we can reconnect to ourselves to live the life we truly want. I am passionate about helping people come back to themselves, feel comfortable in their own skin and find inner peace, freedom and fulfillment. I hope that listening to this podcast can inspire you to start your own journey to find the missing peace within. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have another very lovely guest on the show. She is Caitlin Kernahan, who is the owner of Pilates with Caitlin, which is a virtual Pilates platform. She provides an on-demand library of classes and also some free classes, which um, I had the pleasure of being one of hers just before we recorded as well. And as you'll get through this uh, episode, you'll you'll feel her energy. She's got a lovely, warm, welcoming energy, and that really shows through her instruction in class as well. I felt very welcome and I didn't feel like I was put on the spot or anything. It just felt like a really inclusive environment. So I would fully recommend checking out her classes. And in this episode, we talk about the power of Pilates, talking about how it can improve our physical and mental health, how Pilates has helped Caitlin build body confidence and manage stress, but also talking about the power of mindset and gratitude and a bunch of other things alongside breaking down the stereotype of Pilates, because I can imagine that you all are getting an image in your head right now of who you think would be somebody who typically does Pilates. And you know, that's not how it should be. Exercise, movement is for everybody. So it's about finding what you enjoy. And so you can really feel that energy that Caitlin has and that enthusiasm that she has for Pilates come through this episode. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Please like, subscribe and share this episode with somebody who you think would enjoy it as well. Enjoy. Hello, Caitlin. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. No, thank you. You're so welcome. So I would love it if you could just start by sharing a little bit about yourself, about your story, I guess, how you got to where you are now. Yeah, definitely. So um, it's kind of a crazy story. I did not start my career in the fitness industry whatsoever. Um, I guess I should introduce what I do to start with. Um, I own a virtual Pilates studio called Pilates with Caitlin. Um, I teach private and group classes. And then I also have an on-demand membership where I teach amazing women and a couple men (laughs) all across the world, which is really fun. And so, like I was saying, I started my career in fashion, needed a change for that, and got a job teach or um, working at a Pilates studio here in Toronto. And when COVID happened, uh, I got let go from that job. The studio had to shut down, which was really sad, of course. And I had been getting my um, Pilates teacher certification during that time, like right before COVID. And so... I thought, well, it looks like I'm going to have a lot of extra time on my hands here sitting at home. So I thought, might as well put this certification to use. And that is how Pilates was with Caitlin was born. Oh, lovely. So did you, so basically, did you start straight into a virtual online Pilates then? Pretty much, yeah. While I was getting my certification, we did we had to do practice teaching and get a certain number of hours um, for that. So I did do a little bit of in-person teaching, but not a lot. Like most instructors, they they don't just start into virtual. They teach a lot in person. And I didn't really get much experience in that before COVID. So um, it was definitely a learning curve going from my certification right into virtual and, and kind of learning with every other instructor basically in the world who all kind of had to convert their business to an online one. 
Mm, yeah, well, I, I really admire your adaptability there, especially, you know, over the past couple of years, what we've been going through. So for you to then start this journey of entrepreneurship and to actually launch straight online, I think is is really admirable. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's brilliant. And so I would love to know a little bit more about why Pilates? Like, why, why did you choose Pilates? What drew you to it in the first place? So I first got introduced to Pilates about 23 years ago. I was in college and I loved working out. I've always been active. I grew up playing a ton of sports and different physical activities. I played hockey growing up. I did skiing and snowboarding and wakeboarding. Like I just love being active. So when I was in college um, at my local gym, they had Pilates classes um, and I started doing those and instantly fell in love. And I was about 20 years old at that time. And the instructor actually said to me, she's like, have you ever thought about getting your certification? And I was like, just, you know, in college, finishing up, I'm getting my diploma. And I was like, no, like, you know, I really want to focus on, you know, fashion and getting into that industry. And because, you know, I just went to school for this. So, you know, Pilates, I just like to do for fun. I never really thought of it as a career by any means. And, but I always had that in the back of my head, what she told me, like saying that, you know, I'd be a great instructor and I should consider doing it. And so that was cool. I was kind of in the back of my head. And then when I was about, it was probably about four years ago, um, I started getting into it much more intensely. I had been let go from a job in fashion, (laughs) a job that I was not in love with by any means. I was feeling so burnt out and just exhausted and unhappy. And then the same month, my boyfriend at the time broke up with me. So I felt very lost. (laughs) I was thankful that I was out of a job that I didn't like, but also felt confused about, you know, what my future was going to look like. And also my future, you know, with a partner that I thought was going to be potentially for, you know, a longer relationship um, suddenly ended. So was very stressed to say the least. So I ended up going to Pilates classes every single day just to clear my head and feel less stressed and just basically distract myself from all the stress that was going on in my life because it was so overwhelming and I didn't know what to do with myself. I suddenly had all this free time and Um, I just needed a healthy way to cope with it. And so Pilates became my number one source of fitness as well as almost like a therapy in some ways. That's really beautiful. Like, well, two parts of it. I love that you experienced Pilates a long time ago and then it's as though it's come full circle you know you've actually come back to to teaching or to start teaching that which I think is a really lovely yeah full circle moment there but but also just to share the importance of how movement can help when we are dealing in stressful situations um and yeah to kind of help us through that what do you think it is about Pilates that kind of has helped you deal in that situation and do you still use it now as a as a kind of way of coping with any sort of stress or difficult feelings a hundred percent I think especially because of COVID I don't know where my stress level would be if I didn't have Pilates and I think because I'm you know teaching people um five times a week I really um it keeps me accountable too and it helps like just being able to teach it and move my body especially first thing in the morning is the best way to start the day and it starts it on the right foot it clears your head um and it just makes you feel so good to to start your day with movement and even though it's not um 
a super intense, it's not like a high intensity workout by any means. Like you're not dripping in sweat. You're not, your heart rate isn't going crazy, but you're moving your body in a way that just, it feels really good. It's satisfying. You feel your muscles working. You feel the lengthening in your body and it's, um, it's really like strength building without being too intense, which is really what draws me to it. Um, and also I find that, you know, with something like yoga or something, I find my mind starts to wander a little bit more because it is a more gentle workout. So Pilates, you really have to focus on um, the movement that you're doing and the muscles that you're working. And it really is that mind-body connection that you mentioned. And I find having that to focus on really um, helps with the stress instead of, you know, your mind watering to other things that, you know, you have to do later that day or, you know, things that you're not maybe so excited for. But um, so, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I think like you said there as well, it's it's as though it's a really mindful practice, isn't it? It's kind of you, like you said, you're concentrating a lot on the muscles and you work on some real specific muscles in Pilates. And I've actually um, just done one of your classes today, which I've uh, really enjoyed. For you guys, it would have been morning. For me, it was lunchtime, but it was really beautiful after being sat at a desk all morning to stretch and to really create that mind-body connection. And um, so I think it would probably be good now to just talk about what actually Pilates is. You know, what is it and what other benefits can people experience from Pilates? Yeah, it's one of those exercises that a lot of people still don't know a lot about, even though it's been around for quite a while. Um, so it is can be done in two different ways. You can do it on a mat with different props like weights and resistance bands and foam rollers or without any props. Or you can do a reformer Pilates, which is usually done in a studio. Most people don't have machines at home. Some people do, but they are quite large and expensive. So you have to be pretty hardcore into Pilates to have one of those. But um, it's basically um, a machine that you can do a lot of the same sort of exercises on that you can do on the mat. And it focuses on full body strengthening, but specifically your core. So your abs, your obliques, your back, like your whole trunk of your torso basically is what the main focus is on. But it's also, you know, includes arms and legs and head to toe stretching as well. So it can help um, build muscle. It can help um, improve your flexibility, which is really great, especially as we get older. That's something that you can quickly lose as you age. Um, so it's important to, to keep up with that. And then also um, it improves your balance. Another thing that is great as we get older too. And I have women in my classes that age range is so large. I like, I think the youngest is in her early twenties and the oldest is in her mid eighties. So it's one of those wow. exercises that a lot of people can do. And, you know, to, we want to stay active as we get older. And Pilates is a great way to do that because, you know, my grandma comes to my classes every single week, which I love. And I mean, she's a pretty in very good shape for, for her age. But, um, you know, it's really inspiring because, you know, she probably doesn't want to lift kettlebells <laughs> in her 80s. But Pilates is a great way to still exercise and feel good and, and stay healthy mm, thank you for explaining that some more as well and I think yeah it's really lovely that there's such an age range that comes to your classes and that it can benefit anybody at any age and this is I guess where I want to talk about the stereotype of Pilates because 
even though I don't see it now, for a long time, I guess I saw Pilates as something that mainly the um, middle-aged or older women would go to in my local gym. It would be more low impact, um, which is really beautiful. But at the time I was very much stuck in um, a, a diet exercise mode of like, what's gonna be the highest intensity? What's gonna burn the most calories? And that's really not what's important at all. But I would love to hear what your kind of thoughts are on the stereotype and, and how we can break that down. Definitely. Yeah, I think before I did Pilates, the stereotype that I had in my head was sort of like middle-aged white women who have lots of money and are housewives and, uh, you know, drive nice cars, have designer handbags and drink green juice all day. And it's, that's not the case. (laughs) I mean, there definitely are those people, which is great, but I think it's surprising the amount of different, you know, ages and body types and um, financial situations that, you know, you can, there's not just a one size fits all mold for Pilates. Again, a lot of people think it's just for women. And the majority of my classes are just women. Um, I do have a couple of men, especially in my Wednesday night stretching classes, because, you know, stretching is great for everyone. I think everyone should be doing it, not just women. Um, especially people who are sitting at a desk all day, like you mentioned, I think it is so important to to move your body because we're all, we get tight in our hips and our neck and our back. And so it's so important to keep those moving and working well. Um, but yeah, the stereotype is really slowly starting to change. I feel like um, there is some more diversity in it, but I think the more that um, we talk about it and make it, you know, acceptable, um, the better it'll be. Because, you know, my boyfriend never went to a Pilates class before he met me. And he comes now semi-regularly. And he's like this big, burly rugby player guy who you would never picture in a Pilates class. But he loves it. And he's, you know, he's seeing the benefits. He's doing legs up the wall nightly now because of these classes. And it's so great. And uh, I think he's going to try to convince some of his other rugby friends to uh, join a stretching class because I think they could all use it. Yeah, definitely. No, I think you've you've said that really well. And and this is it. It's about talking about it and breaking down that stereotype and knowing that there is no, it's not like a, only one type of person can do Pilates or one type of person can do any form of movement. It can be whatever whatever works for you, really. Can you tell us a little bit more about the um, legs up the wall? Yes. Oh my gosh. This is my favorite thing. I've been doing it for a couple of years now. And I wish I knew this back when I worked in retail because it would have been a game changer. So you do it in the evening. I like to do it right before bed. You Sometimes I do it while I'm in bed or you can do it on the floor with your legs up the wall and it helps the blood flow and your circulation in your body. And it also helps with stress. It's actually known to make you feel less stressed and less anxious. And if you are on your feet all day, like I was back in retail, your feet can sometimes feel really swollen and sore. So if you put your legs up the wall, then it just, it helps relieve that so much and bring that down that swelling and it is the most relaxing thing to do. And you don't have to keep them straight. Like you can move around your toes. You can bend your knees a bit. Sometimes I like to listen to a podcast or an audiobook while I'm doing it. 
Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a great way to end the day. And I always end my wind down Wednesday stretching classes with legs up the wall for five minutes because even five minutes is so beneficial. You can do it up to like half an hour if you want. Um, and it, but if you're not, you know, if it's something that you're not enjoying or if it's not feeling good, don't force it. It's one of those things where, you know, if it's, if it's not feeling good, don't do it, but the benefits can be really great. Mm, that sounds like a, a really good thing. I know I've done it a few times, but I think it's really great that you include it in a class because we tell ourselves, yeah, I'm going to give that a try. I'm going to give it a go. And then we just, it's so simple. We could do it, like you said, listen to a podcast. We could do it, I guess, watching TV, but just try not to hurt your neck, people. But, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever we're doing, we could we could really fit it in, but we struggle to fit it in. So to actually give a safe space for people to, to then do that in a class, I think, yeah, really beautiful. And I would love to hear a little bit more. Um, I know from conversations that we've had that Pilates has helped with your body confidence and helping you feel comfortable in your own skin. Would you be able to share a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. So I was always quite tiny growing up. I mean, I'm only five feet, but I was very thin for a very long time. And then actually during COVID, or a little bit before COVID, I started gaining quite a bit of weight and went to a naturopath, found out that it was, you know, thyroid um, and some other issues as well. And I really, it took me back because I did not feel like myself in my own body, which was kind of a scary feeling when you're used to being a certain size all the time and then seeing a sudden change. And I find that Pilates really helped with my confidence and it made me um, more comfortable in my body because I don't know what it is, but just moving your body and exercising, like even if, you know, you're not a size two, like it still feels really good. And, and for me, particularly putting myself on camera in front of, you know, strangers and, you know, people that I don't know very well, especially in and, you know, the stereotype of Pilates instructors being, you know, tall and thin and me not feeling like I fit that mold and, and, you know, worrying that people might not think I'm as good of an instructor because of that. And I really had to change my mindset and be like, no, like, you know, people want to relate to the instructor in the class and, you know, see the other benefits of it because um, you could do Pilates, you know, 10 hours a week and still, you know, not be super thin. Like obviously a lot of it, there's outside sources, like, you know, what you're eating and your stress levels and other health things. But um, I think by doing, you know, the Pilates and, and learning from my clients and what their needs are, um, it really made me feel better in my body because I'm like, no, they need to know that, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be uh, like stick thin to do this exercise and, and you're still going to get so many benefits from it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It's, um, it is like you said, feeding into the stereotype of Pilates, but just in general, this idea that there is one type of body and one type of ideal body and aiming to strive to look a certain way. And it's not, that's not gonna, well, a lot of things it's not going to bring us that happiness it's not going to bring us all those kind of things that we think it's going to bring and then I mean, you can definitely know that when your body changes and then when your body changes you realize that actually what you were aiming for with that like happiness that I don't know feeling more attractive and feeling more confident it isn't to do with how you look it's about how you feel on the inside so and as well like you said that I think it's really really 
I think important as well in the fitness industry. I studied personal training last year and I was considering going into teaching. I, I didn't in the end, but um, but yeah, just this idea that there's this pressure to look a certain way. But actually, as somebody who's in a class, which I'm, you know, I, I go into different classes now, and I actually just want that person to be real. And I just want that person to be actually there wanting to help us out. And if they look in a particular way, which is fine if they fit the the kind of you know, in inverted commas stereotype that happens, but but it's also lovely to just show that you can be fit and healthy at any size as well, which I think, like you were talking about there, which is really beautiful. I'm just going to quickly interrupt this episode to say that I am looking for five people interested in receiving a free personalized meditation. So this is where I record a meditation specific to where you're at in life right now and what you're working through. So maybe this is feeling overwhelmed, dealing with a breakup, a job change, whatever it is, this recording will be designed to help support you right now. As someone who has meditated almost daily for seven years, I fully know the power of having meditations that speak to where I'm at and what I'm dealing with in that moment. So I'm sharing it with you guys first as a thank you for listening week in, week out. Thank you so much. So please don't miss out on this opportunity. If it is something that you're interested in, then send me a DM on Instagram at Becca Rose Guy with the word meditation and I will be in touch with the first five people who message me. All I'm asking for in return is your honest feedback so that I can create the best meditations possible for you guys. Thank you so much, everybody. Now let's get back to the episode. So, so yeah, I think absolutely that it's really important that we do show that there is this inclusivity for movement and, and for health, that our body doesn't have to look a certain way or fit a certain mold for it to be, I guess, healthy, for it to be right for us, because we are so many different shapes and sizes. So, so yeah, I would love to hear just a little bit more about other ways that you have maybe built body confidence have you is there any other ways that it's worked for you Mm. well I think what you were saying about you know you can be healthy at any size and I was thinking the other day I'm like this is the happiest I've ever been in my life but it's also like the biggest I've ever been like when I was I and like you said uh, when I thought, when, you know, when I was super thin, I thought that was the end all be all. And I was like, I, you know, want to look like this forever. And, but I wasn't nearly as happy as I am now. And I'm in the healthiest relationship of my life. I'm so grateful for that. And I thought that, you know, it feels so good to be confident in, you know, how I feel now. And, you know, with my thyroid thing, you know, my body might, you know, change back and, you know, get back to sort of like a happy medium sort of where before I was and now, but I think just, um, taking care of your mindset is a huge part of body confidence. And something I do every morning is write out a gratitude list. And that has also helped not only my body confidence, but also my stress level. And again, like exercise, it just starts the day on the right foot, starts it with something positive instead of, you know, looking at my emails and, or, you know, messages or something, or, you know, thinking of something, you know, that I'm dreading that day. I think um, starting your day off with, you know, something positive. And then also I read the, or I took this course um, called the science of, well-being I think it was called it was an online course 
And they said, if you write down five things you're grateful for every day, you're more likely to do an extra hour of exercise each week, which wow. I thought was so interesting. I'm like, how can they track that? <laughs> That's so interesting that, um, that that is actually scientifically proven. And so the power of gratitude is unbelievable. And I, and I started doing my gratitude list at the beginning of COVID. And again, I think that paired with the exercise helped my stress and anxiety levels immensely. I think if I didn't do that, I would not be in such a great place. I, I contribute or I attribute both of those um, daily tasks, not tasks, but you know what I mean? Those things to, to not only to my body confidence, to my stress levels and just my general well-being. Mm, you, you're so right and, and mentioning that as well mentioning that when we're trying to build body confidence it's actually really more to do with in our mind rather than the focus on our bodies and movement exercise is really really beautiful but actually like you said the practice of gratitude and just I guess caring for our mindset throughout the day and as if that gives you an extra hour of exercise was it an extra hour of exercise a day a week a week. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, a day, that's quite a lot. But I mean, a week is still amazing. And that's really, that's mm. the power of the kind of a mind, body, soul connection, isn't it? Like it's all integrated. It's so intertwined. It's so fascinating. And, you know, I think some people are like, oh, gratitude list. That's so cheesy. <laughs> but like, it makes a difference. Like, it's not just this kind of spiritual, like woo woo kind of thing. Like, it really does help. And I find when I don't do it, like if I get out of the habit, you know, if I accidentally, you know, sleep in one morning and don't have the time to do it first thing in the morning, I notice a difference. I do feel more stressed. I do feel a bit more anxious, but just like the, that quick list, you can do it on your phone. You can like physically write it in a notebook. That's what I do. Um, or sometimes if I've forgotten and I'm already like in the car running errands, like I'll say them out loud and it just like, I don't know, like I, you know, I sit up a little straighter that day, <laughs> like every, it affects so much. And I think I didn't really appreciate the importance of mindset and especially um, with fitness as well until COVID happened. I think this really, you know, I, a lot of bad things happened because of COVID, but I think it also created a lot of good habits in people and it really opened up people's minds to really focus on themselves and and notice what makes you feel really good. Mm, yeah, absolutely. The pandemic was a very, very difficult time for so many reasons, but at the same time, like it gave us that that space to explore how we're feeling in our lives and ways in which we can improve it. And I'm glad that you mentioned about the idea of it being cheesy because this is the thing that I think a lot of people feel when they first start doing the gratitude list or whatever it is, meditating giving yourself a high five in the mirror all these different tactics and, and people are like we're so cheesy I'm not going to do it but I think it's really great that you shared that when you've done it that's when you've realized you know you can appreciate the benefits so do you have any other kind of little tips of things that you do throughout the day that have helped kind of improve your mindset mm, those are my like major ones let me think there's probably things I do that are just so programmed in me now that I don't even realize it there's things that I feel like I should be doing that would help. Like I find, you know, when I go for a walk outside, you know, I always feel better after that. And, you know, feeling the sun on my face and get, again, getting my body moving. 
but you know, winter's in Canada, like it is not tempting to go outside when it's so cold and snowy and the sidewalks are slippery. So I think when spring comes around, I'm going to be a little bit more motivated to go out and do that because walking, even if that's the only exercise you do is going for walks, that's amazing. Like I used to think you had like to get a decent workout, you had to go for a run. And I have never in my life been a runner. Like I have always hated it, but walking, I was like, okay, I can manage that. (laughs) And actually last year, my boyfriend and I did a 10 K walk. Like you could have done a run, but I was like, no, if that's not, you know, if a walk is just as beneficial, then I'm going to do that. Get my, my 10,000 steps plus in for the day. And And so, yeah, for spring, that's definitely something I'm going to try to add back into my routine because the winter, it's been a bit of a struggle. Yeah, I I can't imagine really because we've had snow. So I'm in the north of England. We've had snow, I think, once this year back in November. And I'm like always desperate for snow. I'm like, I really want it to be snowy all the time. It's going to be amazing. But I imagine actually that it's it can be a bit of a hindrance if you're having that a lot. But I think there must be something I don't know if you find it easy or not, but um being able to kind of surrender to winter and surrender to the fact that winter is going to be a bit more indoors and it is going to be a bit more difficult to find them things is that something that you find easy to do or is it quite difficult I mean I'm such a homebody so I love being (laughs) at home and being cozy and putting on slippers and sweats and just you know having a matcha like and like lighting a candle, like I'm all about <laughs> that cozy life. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I love teaching the virtual classes so much, especially during winter. You don't have to leave your house, which is perfect. You can roll out of bed <laughs> and onto the mat and not have to get all bundled up to drive to the Pilates studio, to take off all your 10 layers of winter clothes and then get a workout and then put them all back on and drive in the icy roads back to your house. So, and that like saves you sometimes like half an hour, at least in your days that you can be doing other things. So you, you know, an extra, you know, half an hour you can do spend like reading or listening, you know, to a podcast or, you know, doing, you know, chores around the house or, or sleep for an extra half an hour, which I know I appreciate. So, um, and also I think with winter, you just kind of have to have fun with it. Like find a winter activity that you like doing. Like I love going skiing or snowboarding or ice skating is something that I love because I actually grew up playing hockey. So I still love going skating. And um, I know people who like snowshoeing or something like that, like just finding an activity that will, you know, get you out into the fresh air. Um, Also incorporate, you know, some movement into your day, but like also something that's fun because like, let's not torture ourselves any more than we have to. Yeah, I I love that you you mentioned about... um doing classes indoors and in your own home it can just feel like you're in your safe space you don't have to worry about eyes being on you as well and like you said you save time you know if you're somebody particularly busy and you save time so I would love to hear a little bit more about your classes and uh, where our audience can find you yeah so I teach um, live virtual classes over zoom um, for eastern standard time here in Toronto Um, it's 8 a.m but depending on wherever you are, it might be a different time. Um, For people who can't attend the live classes, I have a whole library of on-demand classes. Um, It's a membership called Members Only, and you get access to unlimited live and virtual classes, and they range from five minutes to 45 minutes. So whatever you're in the mood for, 
And with the live classes, I always want to make them super welcoming. I never want people to feel like they're being judged or, you know, self-conscious, anything like that. So you don't have to keep your camera on. You can turn it off. Most people keep it on, which is really fun for me because I get to see everyone and see their pets, which is my favorite part. I saw, I think I saw a pet walking across your your screen uh, today. Yeah, he, he decided to show face a few times actually, but um, but yeah, <laughs> he's a cutie. I love seeing that. So yeah, I give the option to keep your camera on or off depending on you know. How, sometimes you just want to keep your camera off, and I totally respect that decision. So you still get the benefit of being in a live class without, you know, having to, to feel self-conscious or anything. Um, but it is a judgment-free zone. And to, uh, to anyone who's doing any sort of fitness class, no one is caring about what you're doing or how you look. Everyone's so focused on themselves um, and that you think that everyone's watching you, but like, no, no one is. So don't worry about that if that is a fear of anyone's who hasn't done fitness class before it's all in our heads we all think that it's all about us but no everyone's focused on their own thing and um, I also do a ton of different collaborations and workshops with different health and wellness um, industry people so a lot of like holistic nutritionists and um, I did um, an Instagram live a couple months ago with a birthing doula so we talked a lot about um, you know working out while you're pregnant and also postpartum. So that's actually on my Instagram, um, which is Pilates with Caitlin. And yeah, so tons of different options. I'm also going to be launching some fun new things this year. So people can watch out for that too. Oh, lovely. No, that's uh, really great. All this will be linked in the show notes below as well for everybody. Um, so you can find Caitlin there. But I think it's really important that you mentioned that about the classes, because we can feel like everyone's going to be watching us. And that can put us off going on. And what I thought about your class that I did today, I thought you were very welcoming, and you created a lovely calm atmosphere. And it was really nice to not you know to sort of know that you aren't gonna go hey Becca change this or do that kind of thing which like you know I, I guess that's fine it's good to have cues and stuff but at the same time there's something that just made it feel a lot more safe and uh, that's how we want to feel in our own homes and that's how we want to feel when we move so I yeah I fully recommend your classes to everybody as well did you say you have an offer on at the moment for your classes do people can people get like a, a free class yeah, so I have a couple different options. Um, if you just want to try a live class, um, when you go to my Instagram, you can sign up for a class through there and just use the promo code first free, all one word, for a free class. Try it out. Or if you want to try members only, which is the on-demand classes, you can try that for seven days for free. And you don't need a promo code for that when you sign up. Um, it automatically... Um, you got a free seven day trial. And then if you want to continue, you can pay monthly from there. Um, but I like to, you know, try it out for free, see if you like it. I mean, most people who try it, <laughs> they end up staying on, which is so great. And um, yeah, it's a really, yeah, it's a fun atmosphere. We have some really amazing women in, in the community. And even though we're kind of all over the world, people feel like they know each other now because you start to see the same people in classes and, you know, you see their pets and you see and, you know, we chat a little bit during class. But yeah, like you said, I'm not going to call people out, you know, if, and I try to cue as very specifically and thoroughly as possible so that you can literally close your eyes and do the class if you want. 
And then also, um, if people do want um, to kind of go more in depth with their Pilates practice and like learn those cues and the, the exact techniques and kind of um, improve that way, I do do um, private sessions as well. And they're an hour long. And so that way I really get to know what your goals are. Um, if you have any injuries, if you just had, you know, a baby a couple months ago um, and things like that are really great for a private class because we can really get in depth. We have the full hour as opposed to just a half an hour group class. And um, we can work with um, your specific needs and your goals. Lovely. It's great that you've got so much that you're offering there as well and catering for so many different people and uh, different ways of yeah learning Pilates really and creating that community. So thank you very much, Caitlin, for coming on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure to have you here and um, to hear more about you and your story and your journey through Pilates. Thank you so much. It was so fun to chat with you and see you face to face. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, me and Caitlin actually, um, we ended, we were on the same kind of business coaching course for a bit about six months. So that's how we know each other. But at the same time, we don't really, we didn't meet each other, I guess, through that. And obviously, it's virtually now as well. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been really nice to get to know you well. Yes, I'm so happy that we got to do this. Hey everybody, before you go, I have recorded a surrender meditation, which is perfect for anyone who is feeling a lot of resistance in their life, feeling tension in their body and struggling to relax and find calm. It is also great for you if you're feeling lost, directionless, maybe as though you lack purpose, and it's a short recording that you can use every day to release this tension and learn to go with the flow. If you'd like to receive this, all you need to do is write an honest review about the podcast, screenshot this review and send it to rebeccaguy at live.co.uk and I will send a meditation straight over to your inbox. Everything will be linked in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed the episode and see you next week.